you're tuning in to the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we will shatter the status quo and propel change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I'm your host, Amber, and we will focus on empowering women to not only be heard, but valued. The show will surface and resurface the topics that often go unaddressed in today's male-dominated industries and corporate cultures. We're here to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. Let's get started. What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It is another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast. My name is Amber, and if this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in. So today we're in the last part of a three-part series about grad school. So the first week, I talked a lot about how do you even really decide that going to graduate school is something that you should do. The second episode, which was last week, was all about picking a program and kind of some of the core elements and decisions that you need to think about when it comes to making that decision. And this last week is going to be really dedicated to how I make it all work from my own personal experience. Now, one of the things I want to get into before I talk about specifically how I make each week work and going to grad school work and all of that, I want to touch on something really briefly, which is that in order for graduate school to work for me, I needed sponsorship for the program. I needed recognition from my employer that I was going to this program. And the reason for that is because it was going to require me to take some time from the work week to actually go to the program. So a little bit of background, if I haven't mentioned it or this is your first time Uh, catching this component of it. I go to school every single week, one day a week, but one of those days is a Friday. So one week I go on a Friday, the next week I go on a Saturday, then then it rotates, the next week I go on a Friday. And so in order for me to be in school Friday, that means I have to not be at work. And so of course, one backup would have just been to, you know, take vacation days, but I got buy-in from my organization to not make any modifications to my salary and ultimately they fully support me going to this graduate program so before we dive into specifically the details of how I make it all work the mechanics of it all I just want to remind you that when you're searching for graduate school programs and if you're in a position and you want to stay employed for whether that's part-time or full-time and you need your employers buy-in to to go to that graduate program so that you can still maintain employment status, it's really, really critical that you start to have the key conversations with your leadership. And certainly if you have a sponsor in your organization, you can go back to episode four, where we talk about getting sponsorship in an organization, but someone that has power in your organization that says, yes, this is this graduate program that this person wants to pursue is really important. It will not only help develop them, but but them going to this program will help bring intangible assets back to the comfort, to the corporation that we can leverage to drive business growth. That is really critical if you're going to pursue a program that requires you to take time from work or is somewhat in some way a compromise of you working. Sometimes it means you actually taking nine months from work to go full-time to a program to then return to work. And that requires certainly some, some contractual commitments for you to, you know, stay with the company. But recognize that sponsorship is a very, very large component to to going to grad school and working at the same time if you're going to do it in a way where going 
to class is taking time from your workday. Now, if you're going to class at night or you're going to class explicitly on weekends, this doesn't necessarily apply. But I think what's really important is that you get the buy-in and support from your leadership. And not only that, the recognition. The recognition of you going to a graduate program is a big deal because it should ultimately mean that you're investing in your education, which means that whatever skills you're going to gain in this program, you're going to be able to leverage when you're at work which ultimately benefits them. So it's something really important to think about. The next kind of level of sponsorship beyond just acknowledgement and awareness and kind of buy-in of you going to the program is certainly financial support. I specifically chose to not really deep dive getting the financial support for a graduate program in this particular three-part series because I think that it, it is to some degree a very separate topic. I don't think that you should, personally, it's not important to me to be motivated financially to go to grad school. If you're going to invest the time, you should also be willing to invest the money. And a, a fail-safe is certainly either your own dollars or or loans or a mixture of the two. And ultimately, whether or not a, a company wants to pay for your education, in my opinion, is aside from you wanting to go. To be quite honest and transparent, that's where I stand with it. But it's certainly a, a, a component of a potential going to grad school or or maybe grad school happening on a certain timeline or cadence. I won't spend time going into that in this particular series because I really think when you talk about getting financial support for graduate school, I think that's a completely separate conversation beyond really wanting to just go get a degree or going to get additional education. So today we're going to focus on how I do it all because that I think is really important to talk about in the context of how do you balance full-time job and go to school part-time and still get all your deliverables done because I'm I'm taking time away from work every single week to go, to go get it done. Um, and I think, again, to remind you, this is my personal experience. Everyone's experience with graduate school can be different and is in a lot of ways different. And so I think it's really important that you not only take what I have to say, but as you start to really decide whether or not graduate school is for you, considering talking to other students that are in graduate school or more importantly talking to students that are in the programs that you're pursuing when you're doing campus visits and when you're doing interviews to get their perspective on how they make it all work I think is super valuable so let's dive in all right so graduate school um, I am nearing the end I've got 13 weeks left and my graduate school program was for two years or is for two years Uh, so Northwestern has quarters So quarters are 10 week long efforts, essentially, over two year period. So I went um, fall, winter, spring, starting in 2018. And I'm currently in near near the end towards the end. I'm in week, um, I guess, seven of my winter, actually week eight of my winter quarter. And then I have two more classes and then 10 more weeks. So like I mentioned earlier, I go to grad school every single week. So graduate school for me is in a different state. Northwestern is in Chicago, Illinois, or, you know, just north in Evanston. Um, And so I am making the hike every single week to go. So my first year, um, I had a different living circumstance. And so I was able to um, essentially catch the train the night before, stayed in a hotel, and then I was there for class, and then I caught the train back. My current circumstance is such that 
I, I'm able to kind of wake up really early. I drive to school and then I drive back with the winter quarter living in the Midwest. You certainly have things you face like snow. And so on those particular situations, I always have a risk assessment, if you will, and a, and a, and a way to mitigate that risk through a variety of different travel plans. So I religiously look at the weather leading up to the day of class and make a decision on if I need to drive in the night before, take the train in the night before, fly in the night before, whatever the case may be. Um, but essentially, on a, on a general basis, I go in for the day and come back. It's about a three-hour drive going. And then depending upon the if it's a Friday class, it's a little bit longer coming back just because of traffic. But yeah, it's very much a full day, beyond a full day. So at least six hours, if not more, of driving and then, you know, being in class for nine hours. Um, so it's essentially three hours of class. Within the class, there there are often a couple of 10 or 15 minute breaks, then an hour lunch, and then another class. So I take two classes at a time for five weeks, and then I take another two classes for five weeks. And that makes the 10-week quarter. I repeat that process. So doing the math quickly... Uh, this program is 24 classes in essentially 18 months. Um, and the way the program is set up is that we have a cohort. So there are about 40 of us that were admitted to the program at the same time. We're all then divided up into mini groups. So I'm on a team of five other people or with five other people. And um, we tackle team assignments collectively together. And then there's certainly individual work. Um, but in the sense of how I make it all work, uh, the truth is that I just do. Now, luckily, um, it is it is a blessing and a huge privilege to have the buy-in from my employer to do this program. And so because of that, uh, we just I just manage my workload effectively at work. And so on weeks where I have class on Fridays, which means that I'm not in the office on Friday, I am very strategic about how I use my time. I've said in other podcast episodes about my working style, I'm a person that likes to go to the office early. So I leverage being the first one in the office to have a few hours in the morning every single day to get work done. And then as the day goes on and meetings happen or whatever, I typically end up leaving a little bit earlier than everybody else. But then that enables me to pivot and um, do homework or read books or do whatever I need to do because that's just kind of the nature of my situation right now. I am working and I'm and I'm in school. So some weeks are certainly more stressful than others, especially when sometimes there are weeks where there's an individual assignment in both classes and maybe a team assignment. And work has a lot going on and there's just there's a lot to manage and and it can be a lot, but I think that's where planning comes along, relying on your team. We're all in the experience together. We're all working professionals together. So we have that shared kind of mindset and, and point of view coming into it, which makes, which makes it that, I think, much easier to deal with the hard stuff. And then aside from that, when it comes to making it work, the truth is that sometimes you work on Sundays. That's just how it is, right? Like there are some weeks and there, there have not been a lot over the 60 weeks, right? Because there's three quarters in a school year at 10 weeks each. That's 30 weeks. Then that's 30 weeks for the first year and 30 weeks for the second year. So the program total is essentially over 60 weeks in basically the 47 weeks that I've been in the program so far. I think I've only actually had to work on a Sunday. I'm going to say less than five times. However, what I can tell you is that I have, because of work, had to travel on a Sunday. Um, and so I might actually be working. I've worked 
17, 21 days in a row before. Um, and that has everything to do with the fact that, for instance, I maybe hopped on a plane on Sunday to be somewhere to work, to then travel, to then have to travel to school, to then maybe have to travel again somewhere. Um, that I think has been the most demanding part of what I'm doing right now is just the fact that my job requires travel. I'm also traveling for school, which means I'm on a plane or or in a car or in a train quite often, um, these days, which to be honest, when I imagine going to grad school, that wasn't, that wasn't my reality. Um, I had a job at the time that where there was no travel. And so this was kind of a, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's just how the, the cards fell. And I'm very happy with my choices and, and where my life is right now, but it's really where I find myself. So here's, here's kind of a week look at how I manage my time. So Sundays, if it is a not travel week, Sundays are the days to grocery shop for the week, prep for the week, kind of any of those household related things for me, laundry, all that kind of thing. Sunday is always the day that I've always set the tone for the week. And so it's, it's a mixture of trying to do a good amount of things to set myself up so that the week is less stressful, but then also truly trying to take some time to rest. And, and to me that looks like, or could be, you know, a couple hours of just chilling on the couch. Sometimes it's actually rest. Um, and in other cases it's time with family, but Sunday afternoons are typically the time dedicated to kind of resting. Um, but if I'm not traveling, that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm meal prepping, I'm doing laundry, I'm grocery shopping, I'm doing all those things. And then Monday is a normal work day. Tuesday is often a normal work day. Um, and then Wednesday is often where we have our team calls. Half of my team is in a different time zone. And so that means that I'm leading a little bit later than I would prefer. That always kind of sucks, to be honest, but it is what it is. It's temporary. Yeah, that's kind of how that's kind of how we roll. So that kind of gets me to the middle of the week. And then usually there are some assignments which inquire doing some type of work, pulling together a paper or whatever. And that typically happens Thursday. Um, if it's a Saturday class, it's happening Thursday. If it's a Friday class, it's probably also still happening on Thursday, to be honest, because that's just that's just the way it's set up right now. But yeah, so I um, work full days and and then just, just offset it and make it work. When it comes to times that I have to travel on a Saturday or Sunday, I am really not doing the grocery shopping and the meal prepping. I am basically running right into packing, getting on that plane, and then I'm gone for however long I need to be gone. And then... I still have those team calls and I still have the homework to do. And sometimes I'll leverage the time on a plane. Sometimes I'm leveraging just the quiet time in a hotel room, whatever it is, but the work has to be done. And so that's really at a very, very high level how I manage week to week. I mentioned early in the podcast that I have a variety of different kind of mitigation plans if things go awry. So I have kind of, um, I have five different transportation methods that I could leverage to get to school if, for instance, I have flown in because of a work trip before, and so how do I get from the airport to school? That's an example. Uh, certainly, if I drive into school, that's 
obviously a direct shot. If I have to train in, that's also requires some other methods of transportation to get there or get to the final door or destination. But I essentially have four or five different ways to manage transportation. And I've all, I've used them all at this point. I have flown, I've taken a train, I have drove, I've done a mixture of them. I've purchased a car service. I've done it all. Um, because it, because there are some weeks where life gets wild and it's, it's, it's what you got to do. And so that's how I, that's how I make it all work. The way I'm most productive are just simply leveraging my time while I'm traveling. I listen to a lot of podcasts. If I have books for the courses that I'm in or books that they've provided ahead of the courses that I'm in are going to start, I audio book the, the, the classes that have books. Um, when you're in a car for six hours, you can knock out a full book in sometimes those six hours or, you know, seven, eight hours. And so I can essentially listen to 90% of the book before the day is done and it's super productive. I also sometimes use the time in the car to catch up with family or catch up with friends uh, because, you know, I'm at the mercy of the wheel and time. And so it's a great time to catch up with family and friends. And so that is often one of the opportunities I take to connect with the people that I care most about and have a great conversation with them. But that is how I make graduate school work. It's not easy. It's messy. It's complicated. I have to, of course, count for time differences and time zones. One of the things that I strategically do is get into class early. Number one, I don't like being pressured on time to arrive anywhere. But then also when you're trying to get through the city of Chicago on a Friday morning, it's crazy. And so I intentionally wake up early to get there early so that I am in class early. And if anything goes crazy, I have enough time to make it up. And, and, and God, God, uh, God willing, I haven't come across any real issues. I did have a flat tire, uh, hit something in the road once and, and that sucked obviously, but having, you know, um, having roadside assistance was very helpful. Right. But this idea of if I go somewhere, I'm covered, um, is a component to this. And so that is essentially how I make it all work. It's, it's not, um, it is certainly not witchcraft. <laughs> um, you realize you, you realize you just figure it out. You, you make it work. And someone said something to me about three or four months before I started the program. And I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to make all this work. I got to go here and two different States and time zones and teams and all the things and work. And the person said to me, you're going to figure out how to get there and it's, and, and you'll wake up one day and it'll be no big deal. And you'll, it'll feel as if you've been doing it forever. And that's true. I think the takeaway from this is that certainly grad school, but any decision in your life, anything you want to go after, you'll figure it out. You never always have all the answers because if you had all the answers, you would have done it already. You got to have enough confidence to go after what it is whatever it is that you want in life. But eventually you get to a place where you realize that you just figure it out, right? You just go ask the questions, get answers to the things that you don't know yet, and you figure it out. And here is the thing that I think most people forget is it'll be okay. And even if it's not, you'll figure it out and it'll be okay. 
And um, I think we get so caught up sometimes in, oh, what's going to happen? And what if I don't or whatever? And I encourage you particularly in these in these opportunities to let go a little bit and remind yourself why you're doing it. And if the answer is to grow personally and professionally in my development, if the answer is to add skills, if the answer is to be happy, at the end of the day, let that guide you. And the the mechanics and the details of how you figure it out um, are just that, they're details. And I find that when I, when I stop worrying about the finite details, a uh, broader, broader perspective opens up to me. That makes me realize the true purpose and reason behind going after something. And so with grad school, if you're considering a program where you're going to have to fly your commute, I can tell you now I've got a, I've got a teammate that flies in from the Southeast every single week. You figure it out. You really do. You just, you just do. And I encourage each and every one of you to think very deeply about whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you're going for. Is it because you really want it? And if you really want it, that will fuel you even when it's hard. That will fuel you even when um, it feels as though there are no other options. And so that is grad school, honestly. That is how I make grad school work. I manage one hell of a calendar. Again, not sponsored, but I do use Google Calendar and I have my school calendar, my personal calendar, work calendar on there. And I'm, I'm balancing all of that to, to make sure that I have it all covered. Um, and even if you don't have it covered, guess what? It's not the end of the world. You'll figure it out. But all in all, at the end of this three-part series, graduate school to me, and I recommend that each and every one of you look at graduate school through that lens. Um, don't, grad- don't go to graduate school because you're trying to make somebody else happy. Don't go because you think that's what the world wants from you. Because you want to learn. Go because you think that that program will offer you things that you couldn't get anywhere else. And most importantly, go because that's what you want to do. Not because anyone else told you that that's what you should do. Remember that any additional education is always a benefit. But don't sacrifice yourself for a benefit. Really think about what's most important to you. Really think about how you and your values fits into that vision. And be authentic to whoever it is you are and what's most important to you. And at the end of the day, the rest will work itself out and it'll be just fine. And so for those of you that want to have a one-on-one conversation about graduate school, you're, val- you, you're thinking about going back, but you're unsure, or you're looking at programs and you, and you really want help refining your criteria for evaluating graduate school, I'm here. Reach out to me on Instagram send me a DM. Let's have a conversation. I'm here to help provide perspective, but not only that, the tools to help you get to that place that you want to go to. And so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chief Officer Podcast, where we are focused on propelling change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I hope that with this episode, we've had another opportunity together to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything you do. As always, I want to thank you for your time as it is your most valuable possession. 
There are a few ways to join the conversation. First, by following Chief Hustle on Instagram and commenting on a post and sharing your perspective. Second is by sharing this episode or others in a way that's authentic to you. This community is nothing without you and you sharing means the most to me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep hustling.